Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. It seems as though that man, if he could, he'll establish something that is as close to heaven, though he may not even know heaven or have ever studied about heaven. My argument to you is it's in you to want to experience paradise. Why do you vacation trying to find that perfect place called paradise? It's all part of the argument about heaven, and are you going there? You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Heaven will be our topic for this foreseeable future as we look at this series. The Bible's description of heaven, it's amazing because, I'll be honest with you, if you just read your New Testament, you're going to get a couple of snippets about heaven. Uh, You'll be flying blind, though, much of the way. Heaven is a doctrine that is revealed in the Bible. And you need to read the entire Bible. And that just makes sense. That the grand prize, if I can put it that way, is heaven. And yet, God has given it to us in such a way, listen carefully now, that the Bible, though you and I are spoiled in this world that we live in, we have a a book that is bound together. 66 books make up one Bible. And as we've talked about the magnitude and the diversity of its authorship when it comes to the human side, uh, we know that scientifically, linguistically, archaeologically, uh, every kind of way, there's one divine author of the Bible, and that is the Holy Spirit. And that said, this book has been designed that if I were to tear out the book of Romans and drop it in, let's say, Arizona, and tear out the book of Galatians, and drop it in California, if I were to tear out the, first, uh, the book of First Timothy, and give it to Utah, and if I tore out uh, Philippians, and dropped it in New York, are you with me? If we tore up every book, and, and handed it out, so that the reader only had one book of the Bible, even if it's Habakkuk, or Hosea, or Genesis, they would come to the knowledge of either Christ is Savior, or God is holy and I am not, or a sacrifice needs to be given, or Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. What I'm saying is, God has distributed the the gospel message in his word throughout all the books of the Bible, so that if you only had one book, you'd get saved. Or if you had one book, you would know that you're rejecting the one who loves you. One thing's for sure. Just one book of the Bible would, ha- would cause you. It has to bring you to the point of decision. There's no gray area in the Bible. And the Bible tells us about heaven. It's funny because every culture has a, a utopian dream. Every, every culture's got a a paradise of some sorts. The God of the Bible is the only one that says, this is is what heaven's like. 
This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to see. And this is how you get there. I don't know, but if you go to any, any place that's of uh, significance, it's probably, of course, a national park or a national monument. But I like, when I go on vacation, I, I, one of the things I like, the police don't think less of me when I tell you this. <clears throat> and I'm assuming you think more of me than I think. <clears throat> I love museums. Love them. I could spend all day in a museum, and uh, if I have a chance, I'll do it. And uh, I love places like the Smithsonian. And um, it's just spectacular. It's not so much that it's the museum. It's the fact that when you go in, for example, the National Portrait Gallery is one of my favorite places on earth. When you walk in there, it's not the museum I'm walking into. I never think about it that way. I never think, oh, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to the museum. I don't care about the museum. I don't care about the gates. I don't care about the guy, you know, counting the people going through the turnstile. I just want to get in front of those oil paintings, and I just want to, I just want to go into it. I want to run right into that thing, and I want to be there. And maybe you've seen a grand palace or a great chateau or cathedral or castle, and it's not so much that it's some grand super amazing thing, it's that there's a part of you that wants to be in there. You know what I'm talking about? I mean that in a healthy way. I'm not talking about invading somebody's house that's like, you know, that's a really nice place. Well, just stand at the curb and enjoy it, but uh, you can't go in there. But there's a part of you that wants to go in there. In fact, there's even people who have really nice houses that once a year they'll sell tickets for you to go through their home, and that goes to charity. Why do you want to go into those homes? I want to see what they've got. No, but really peel it back. Peel it back. So it's, just, it's just awesome. There's an awesome. Is this a word, awesomeness? Or is that just a Kelo? Is that American or English? <laughs> it's really awesome, man. It's got awesomeness to it. Where you want to go in there. And so uh, part of experience in a museum, they're not all in oil. Uh, some of them are actual structures in existence. And so when... When uh, I travel, if I, get, if I get the chance. Remember traveling? You used to be able to do that? <laughs> used to visit places? So I want to show you a picture. And regarding heaven, I want to give you this argument. Uh, this is in Russia. This is Queen Catherine, Catherine the Great's palace. By the way, that's only one-third of her palace. This is her summer house. Uh, where you're at, by the way, it's the bay. The bay. You are the bay. Okay. And I don't remember if it's the Baltic or the Finnish Bay. I don't remember. Some of you are from Russia. You'll know. But um, she would pull up in a boat, and then she would get out of the boat, and she'd, be, she'd get in a gondola, and they would take her right up this, and she would go around that big water fountain in the middle, and she would go up those stairs that's still in her house, just like you go home every night. That's a, and, and it's absolutely amazing. And uh, we've been there a couple of times. Uh, with mission outreaches, we would take the mission teams there on breaks. If we had a day, we would take a day off and we would go and see such things. And you stand there and you always want to stress the fact, look at it, look at that, look at that. Isn't it something? Everybody's mouth's hanging open. Yeah, 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 it's really something. And um, then you have to turn to the group and you say, just remember, just remember, this is the best that man can do. It ain't bad, but it's the best that man can do. And you appreciate this. Not in a weird way, but it's like, that's awesome. It is awesome. 
But why is that in the heart of man to even build such a thing? That's kind of foundational to our argument today. How about the next one? This is one of our favorites. If you ever get a chance to go to, um, this is either Oxfordshire or Cotswold of England. This is the English countryside. This is Lanham Palace. This is where Winston Churchill was born, by the way. Uh, this is where the Duke of Marlborough uh, was given this land, thousands and thousands and thousands of square acres of, of a gift for, per, for uh, rescuing the crown of England at that time. And this was gifted to him. It was built and given. And it's spectacular. It's one of the greatest uh, structures you can ever go to. If you're ever in England, you got to make your way there. There's a grandness to this that when we read, now listen everybody, think now. Use some divine, or I should say some sanctified divine imagination linkage with the word of God. A moment ago you read about a river flowing from the throne of God. About the nations of the earth, the kings will come and bring their glory before the Lord. You read a moment ago that from the trees, the leaves will be picked and the leaves will be used for the healing of the nations. Isn't that interesting? That the street, for example, of Main Street Heaven is some sort of a translucent, transparent, gold reflection. We look at stuff like this and we say, my goodness, that's spectacular. And you've got to study that for a while. You've got to look at that for a while. By the way, listen, when we were there, we didn't know until we went on the tour. This, you're looking at the back of the house. The front of the house, do you see the driveway? It's lined by two trees. It's, I think it's five miles long. Do you see the driveway at the top of the pay, uh, screen? That's their driveway. I'm serious. If this is in man's heart... Man who has created the image of God, that there is something within us that beckons us to a heaven, even if we have to try to build it on earth. And there's something about that in our lives. This next tome is much more humble than those two I saw you. It's, it's not very big either. It's, very, it's probably the most famous house in the world, but it's not all that fancy. It's not all that spectacular, but what it stands for, it's, but it says something, and there's a grandeur to it, and that's within us. Somebody designed that. George Washington had a lot to do with the design of it, but there's a simplicity, but there's an elegance to it, and that speaks about something that's within us, and we need to remember that. So this, this next picture, picture here, look at that. Calming. Do you love this? Yes. You know how long you have to travel to go to that lo location? That's right. About 35 minutes. Pasadena today, right now. Did you know that? How many of you have been to the Huntington Library? Raise your hands. That's not enough. Wait, just, I want to see. How many of you have not been? Raise your hands. That's un unacceptable. <laughs> This is perfect. Heaven. The Bible tells us about heaven. It's spectacular. Let me ask you something. Are you going there? If you had a chance, would you go? 35 minutes down the freeway is this. 
Did you know that? Look, if you didn't know it, you're excused. If you knew it and then never went, something's wrong with you. This is the Huntington Library in Pasadena, and it's spectacular, is it not? You can go there, you can spend the entire day. It's huge. It's beautiful. You know what I like about it? Reminds me of heaven. When I read, so how do you know you've never been to heaven? No, no, but I've read about it. And if things on earth speak to me, a hint, look, this is like an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> right? You know you go somewhere and they give you whatever that is. Why is it? The more, the more swanky the place, the more idiotic is the hors d'oeuvre. So what is that? What is that thing? Get out of here. No, man, why do they not ever have an hors d'oeuvre that's just like a little miniature hamburger, like the size of your thumb? Instead, it's this thing with eyes and has antenna, and it's like, well, get it away from me. Oh, but that is from France. Get it out of here. <laughs> right? No, the hors d'oeuvre is supposed to communicate something. Think about this. God's creation on earth that has fallen, this earth that is war-bound and full of, full of hate and violence and craziness, and then you have this. God put this in the heart of man to craft. And my argument is, it's because God has put eternity in our hearts. We want to know. Next picture. Ah, uh, where is this? Huntington Library in Pasadena, 35 minutes from here. You should go. Yeah, it is. Okay, here's a long shot. Next one. Where is that? Huntington Library in Pasadena, 35 miles from here. But have you been? See, you can know all about it. I know all about it. But have you been? See, the Bible tells us that our citizenship as Christians is anchored, secured in heaven. That's why you long to go to heaven. Now, the next picture is washed out. I, I apologize. The next one is cherry blossoms. Oh, excuse me. Boy, was that wrong. Okay, that's good. They washed, they washed that photo right out. Wow, where do you think this is? That's the Huntington Library in Pasadena, 35 miles from here. Is that spectacular? You say, who are the Huntingtons? The people who own that house. Next slide. Uh-huh. You get every service responded the same. Uh. We're not being gaudy or weird here. What we are saying is there's something about that that says, you know what, that's awesome. You say, well, that's not my flavor. I understand that's not my flavor either, but the thing is, I appreciate it. That design, that, that ability, I believe, is only true to the human creation. We have no evidence whatsoever that angels can do this. It seems as though that man, if he could, he'll establish something that is as close to heaven, though he may not even know heaven or have ever studied about heaven. I'm, my argument to you is it's in you to want to experience paradise. Why do you vacation trying to find that perfect place called paradise? It's all part of the argument about heaven, and are you going there? Next slide. This is one of the rooms at the Huntington Library in Pasadena, 35 miles from here, 35 minutes, 35 minutes from here. In fact, you know the blue boy, the famous oil? See him in the middle right there? That's him. That's not a knockoff. That's really him. Spectacular. Uh, next slide. Oh, okay. 
Now, wow, that's a change. Where's that? Huntington Library in Pasadena. That's one of the gardens. That's near the, the tea houses over there to the right. You guys need to go if you've not been. It's awesome. Just walk around praising God the whole time. Lisa and I look like two idiots. We're just walking around going, God, you're awesome. That's amazing. Praise the Lord. Fantastic. Next slide. Don't you want to run in the grass? You can if you go to Pasadena at the Huntington Library. You can run around there. You can go on the grass. You can look at all those statues. Heaven. If we have this in our world today, and God said that he's the creator, and the Bible says in James that he's the giver of all that is good and comes down from the Father of lights, if I want you to go there to experience this, how much more does God want you in heaven? He made it. It's his. He belongs there. And you belong there. He loves you, but you can't go there unless... Because heaven is not our default. Heaven is a decision that you and I need to make regarding Christ Jesus if we're going to go there. Next slide. That's the one that's washed out. All that white you see kind of looks like snow. Uh, that's all pink. That's cherry blossom season in the spring, about March-ish. It's absolutely spectacular. I think that's it. I'm tired of talking about that place. Anyway, you just got to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I want to go see it. Kind of like heaven. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, But as it is written, eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. I love verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Listen, that's him coming after your thought life right now. God is saying, you can't see it, you can't hear it, your brain can't fathom it, but I tell you what, I'll reveal a little hors d'oeuvre of it to my kids. For the spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. Why do you live? What's your purpose? What's the end game, friend? How does this all wrap up? Is it heaven for you? This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Free.